0: So an, if you've been living in a cave somewhere for the last three or four weeks, you might not know that Christmas is upon us. But if you've been, uh, if you've been out and about, certainly if you've been anywhere in a, around the television set or around a shopping center or around Karen's house, you know, you know Christmas is upon us. So this morning we'll, uh, we'll respond to God's word with these questions. Um, what, promise of, what promise of God does Christmas mean to you? Now, each of these questions are posed in such a way to ask you to reflect for yourself. What does this do for you? But in responding, certainly we want to talk about how this is your answer, but keep in mind that the idea here is is responding in a way that is is a blessing, is beneficial, helpful to to everyone in the room, and likewise, of course, is is a glory to the Lord and faithful to his word, but uh, hopefully as I bring the message this morning, this question will uh, develop some clarity for you. Uh, if not, at response time, you can say, hey, Bill, uh, I didn't get any clarity on that first question. And I'll preach for another 20 minutes or so. So, yeah, I mean, it's up to you, huh? <laughs> what is the message of Christmas in your life? So two and three are a lot alike. Um, of course, uh, when people think of Christmas and think of you, what do they think? Think of what does your life convey? What message does your life convey about Christmas? And how can we give the gift of Christmas? I mean, all three of those questions—you got to admit there's a Hallmark movie in there somewhere, huh? Thank you. I appreciate the nod. That's uh, that was my aim. <laughs> That's what I was going for this morning because we all know. <laughs> so consider these as we uh, consider God's word this morning. For I want to suggest that quite often we think of Christmas, we think of the birth of Christ and consider it as a, a singularity, as an individual event, without without. Any uh, consideration, you're going to like this, of the context. Huh? The context of all that God was doing. Where does Christmas fit in? What's Christmas all about in the grand plan, the great intent of our Heavenly Father? So throughout Scripture, we We see God was at work. God was carrying out his intent, his purpose, his plan. He had chosen for himself a a people, a people to serve him, to worship him, and to, to be the demonstration of his glory before the world. Sometimes they did, most often they didn't. But as As much as they were unfaithful to the Lord, the Lord was ever more faithful. Amen. He always encouraged them in hope, in faith, in His Word. He sent them prophets. One such prophet was a fellow named Isaiah. And through the prophet Isaiah, God told his people, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. I don't know if it had any real impact, but I've, I've been listening to Handel's Messiah now. For for a couple of weeks, and uh, it, it will uh, it will make these words just resonate in your mind. Um, it's one of like one of those things you can't get them out. So through through his prophet Isaiah, God speaks to to his people words of of hope. God's words of hope. Hope for the gracious blessings of God upon His people. Now it was at times very bleak circumstances for them. At other times they were on the hilltop. And while all of these occasions, all of these circumstances were under the sovereign will of God, and that at times God blesses His people with reprieve from the sufferings of this world, The eternal purpose of God is fulfilled in the gift of His Son. The miracle of Christmas. Not the myths of man, but a miracle of God. And it was the zeal of the Lord of hosts that will do this. The zeal. This was was something God really wanted to do. Powerfully motivated. It was His heart's desire. Self-driven. Driven by His own character. Driven by His love. God steps in to the world. The intervention of God, the creator, into creation. And as God had said through Isaiah, the child was born. You're familiar with these words from Matthew chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, The word of God, the word of God which had come through his prophets, began to be fulfilled. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. God the Holy Spirit had created in the Virgin Mary. What only God could do. That which God had said he would do, God had done. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Once again, Isaiah had said, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. God had said that he would give this as a sign. A sign. Now, a sign points to something. A sign is not the something itself. The sign is something that identifies, points to, directs, calls attention to something. So, so what was this miracle a sign of? That the virgin would conceive. This is a sign that God was doing what God alone can do. God was accomplishing His work, fulfilling His word. And this is is what makes, for your unbelieving friends, this is what makes the virgin birth totally reasonable, absolutely believable. God had said He would do it, and then He did it. A sign from God that He is God. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. He is immutable. And that which He says is trustworthy. What God says He will do, He does. Christmas is a wonderful sign for the believer. All that God has said, all that God has said is amen. His word is powerful. He can do what he has said he will do. Christmas is a wonderful sign for the believer. His word is perceptive. There is nothing hidden from Him. Everything has been considered by His Word. A wonderful sign for believers. His Word is penetrating. It reaches into every corner of creation. There is nothing beyond His Word. Christmas. A wonderful sign for believers. His word is proper. It is truth without any possibility of error. His word is perpetual. It does not change. It will endure for all of eternity as we believe, as we accept, as we trust in God's word, we we accept these wonderful signs from God that His word is is all of this. Our faith faith may be no greater than than a mustard seed. And yet, the power of God's word, the penetration of God's word, the prosperity, the perception of God's word is all sufficient for the one who believes. You can believe God's word if you want to. There's nothing preventing you from accepting, believing, trusting God's promises. Nothing but your own hard-heartedness. And how liberating, how freeing it is to get out of one's own way and rest in the Word of God. Amen. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son has been given. From the glorious majesty of the throne of heaven, from the loving security of the Trinity, from the powerful place of perpetual preeminence, he emptied himself. He humbled himself, taking upon himself the body of man. The creator joins creation. The Christmas nativity scenes give us an appreciation of that Christmas, of the coming of Christ, the incarnation. The glorious angels guarding the baby. The countenance of a loving mother smiling down at her newborn son. The stature of the Supposed father standing erect within the creech. Shepherds in a posture of adulation. Wise men with gifts proffered. And animals. All, all the animals. Donkeys and sheep. Lambs. Sometimes a camel or two. And a bright star. Shining over the whole thing. His birth was certainly a glorious event but the truth is far from the modern portrayal on the courthouse lawn, a stable, you ever been in a stable, a manger, the feed trough, no room, no security no dinner table, no privacy. This is what the eyes of man would behold. But the view from heaven is far different. For He is the wonderful counselor who comes to to bring light, who who comes to, to be the guide into a confusion of of right and wrong. He is the wonderful counselor. He is mighty God. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the one who is the protector of His own. The everlasting Father who brings providence into want and poverty. The Prince of Peace. Into the lives of people alienated from God, children of wrath. He is the Prince of Peace, the Redeemer, who reconciles the alien to his Lord. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, he is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the sovereign, reigning in righteousness and love. He comes to establish it, to set it on a, a firm foundation. He is the cornerstone, unfailing and ever true, to uphold it. For His kingdom endures by His might with justice. With justice, knowing good and evil. Rewarding the good and punishing the evil. With righteousness, he brings the holiness, the purest purity, the decency of heaven above into this world from this time forth and forevermore, in perpetuity throughout all of eternity. These were the the promises of God through his prophet Isaiah. And so it was that the Holy Spirit conceived in that Virgin Mary And the baby was born that first Christmas. And the Bible tells us he came to his own. He came to those whom God had chosen out of all of the population of the world to be called his people, his chosen people, called to be his own. To them he came and his own people did not receive him. Those are such, those those are such difficult words, such, such angst. There's all kinds of, of uh, simplistic ideas and thoughts that, that arise, and you can't blame God for trying. <laughs> you know, He He came to His own. Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Prince of Peace, He came to His own, and His own people did not receive Him. Christmas for us, Christmas for. Believers, For those imbued with the gospel of Jesus Christ, Christmas always shines under the darkness of the cross. Part of God's plan, according to God's foreknowledge, the crowd cried, crucify. And on that cross, there he bled and died, laid in a borrowed tomb, and on the third day he arose. He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. From the throne of heaven to the stable in Bethlehem. Along the paths of Palestine to the cross of Calvary, he arose and ascended to the Father. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that, so, that, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. We have yet to see the sum total of God's intent in Christmas. Personally, I enjoy Christmas. I like Christmas. I like all the decorations. Don't tell Karen, please. A, I, I don't like getting the totes down, and putting the totes up. And, but, yeah, I, I love the decorations. Uh, I enjoy the Christmas songs. I've been listening to Mannheim Steamroller for a couple of weeks also. uh, I enjoy these things as much as anyone. The best Christmas pageant ever, Loretta Swit, poor little girl, gets to be merry in the Christmas pageant. Is that the one where a ham winds up in the manger? Yeah. It's a, yeah. You know, Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. Take your pick. I I am torn between George C. Scott and the Muppets. Uh, th- those, you know, one of those two has got to be my favorite. Uh, you you certainly, uh, got a number to pick from. I'm surprised I haven't heard there's a new one out this year. Perhaps there is, and I just haven't heard. Is there? <laughs> of course probably starring some actor I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, you got a, an O. Henry's Gift of the Magi. Uh, what a well-written, just excellent story. Some of my favorites. You have yours. Surely the, the thought of Christmas lives on in the hearts of man. that we rejoice more greatly, that the purpose of Christmas lives on in the heart of God. The context of Christmas continues. There is yet much to come to pass, yet more, yet more experience of the Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Amen. Lord Jesus, our Heavenly Father, we praise you, give you thanks for Christmas, that you have sent your Son into the world, that we might, we might know you, that we might know the, the love of our, our Lord and our God, that we might know that, that our sins might be forgiven, and that we might receive the gift of life eternal. By his righteousness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for Christmas. In Jesus name. Amen.